What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Down to Business podcast here with Tamar Turner. Um, I'm really, you know, I'm just, <sighs> should I say it? Yeah, I'm going to say it. I'm excited, y'all. Like, I, I, <laughs> that's really just my intro for every episode. That's really why I kind of said that in the beginning. And for everybody who's been tapping in, they know that I really just love it. Like, I really just love bringing on new people. I really just love the exposure. I really just love what the podcast has not only been able to do for me, but just others and will continue. To. But no, so I'm, I'm really just excited for everything that we have going on, for everything that everybody has just been working towards and will continue to accomplish. So for the guests that I have today, I'm really just, I, I love the way that we were able to connect. And then I love just, you know, just how we've even grown, just the love we've shown each other, just seeing people, mutual people that we have been able to connect just the same. So this was actually somebody who, when I don't know how many people are familiar with X Brody, but when he was doing his Ready series. And so it was really just a, a, a really inspirational series for me. And he was able to even bring me on. But it, the series really just consisted of, you know, just bringing on different people in different fields and endeavors from business owners to entrepreneurs to all types of different creatives and, and, and really just asking them kind of just a series of questions at what point, you know, did they, but ultimately at what point, you know, did they know that they were ready, ready to, you know, kind of branch off into whatever they do, ready to take that next step, ready to just approach life in a new meaning. And so Shana was one of the people, you know, who tapped into pretty much a lot of the interview, showed a lot of love to the people, was really interactive and it was exciting. Like me meeting her, especially her coming on um to my episode and somebody who even in kind of just seeing her commentary, even seeing how engaged she was to when me and Brody were able to interview, it was just like, wow, I really want to connect with her. I love what she's doing. And even she was somebody who I saw posted by a lot of my mutual followers from a lot. So she was somebody whose page I had came across via social media. So I was excited for that also. So, but I mean, really just since connecting with her, it's really just been nothing but love from just the love she's shown to other people, the love she's shown to me and everything that I have going on. And I really just feel the genuine vibe. But then I was able to also tap into her talented side, her creative side, which I know she's here to tell y'all about today. And I'm really excited, you know, for y'all to find out for those of you who don't know, and even for those of you who know, but explore deeper into who she really is and kind of how she got into what she's doing. So Shayna, how you doing today? I'm great, Tamar. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. I'm always doing good, man. So, you know, for everybody out there tapping in today, can you just tell us, you know, a little bit about yourself and then what brings you on the podcast today? Yeah, great. First, I just have to say, as one of my old professors at ECU said, you made me sound tall. So <laughs> that introduction was just, yeah, I mean, all about supporting. And this is such an honor for me to be on this podcast. Like I've, I've told you before, I will start my day with this podcast sometimes in the middle at the end of the day. So it is truly a highlight of my year to be on this podcast and to talk about myself as a brand, honestly, also as you know, an artist and just a person all around. For those of you who know me, my name is Shayna M. Andrews, and for those of you who don't, my name is Shayna M. Andrews. I go by Shaya when I speak my poetry, and because I do so many different things, I largely consider myself an artist and an educator. So the artist side of that is really me talking about the fact that I'm an author, I'm a poet, and a spoken word artist. And then the educator side of me, just to kind of give a quick background into what I studied at ECU. I majored in English, so I got a BA in English, and I got a TESOL certificate through linguistics, which was my minor. And that's essentially a certificate to teach English to speakers of other languages. So that could be someone as young as five or six years old, or someone older than me in their 60s or 70s who wants to learn English, whether it be for work or for school or traveling, whatever. 
their reasons are. So a lot of times when people look at me, they're like, oh, you want to be an English teacher and not necessarily in the more traditional sense. So that's why I use the term educator because it goes beyond me wanting to teach people how to speak English. It goes further and it's really me helping people understand, look, we all speak the same language if we're talking about English because, you know, there's so many different languages, but we all speak it in different ways, depending on our community, depending on all of these different socio factors. And there's nothing wrong with the way that people speak. There's nothing wrong with the English not sounding like the standard or sounding bookish. So I'm really all about dispelling all of these preconceived notions people have about certain dialects, such as Southern American English or African American English. It is all languages are equal in the sense that they function the same way all dialects are. And so that's largely what I commit my life and my time to, to really spreading my light that Jesus Christ has given me and also using my many different talents and gifts to make that something that is digestible for people to really meet them where they are. And, you know, despite all that I've acquired through school and all these different opportunities that I've been blessed with, I want people to know at the end of the day, I'm a human being just like you. And if I can pour into you and if I can pour into your portion of gifts and talents any way that I can, I will absolutely do that. Whoa. <laughs> I'm wow. I'm yeah, I'm that's where I'm at. I'm I'm at a loss for words right now, but I, I really love that. And it's somebody something that uh, immediately spoke to me just in, in hearing your background and everything that you you know, you you went from just the schooling to the certificates to then even passing and spreading, like you said, that light and that love to other people and even of, of other languages as well. So something that it, it really makes me think as someone who appreciates words. I, I love words, like I love just yeah. the English language. I love the ability, you know, that the, the power that words hold I, I tell people that all the time that words are really powerful like some people say you know words are just words actions are definitely you know well actions are actions for sure at the end of the day but words when you know used correctly when used eloquently as i like to put it are really powerful and really hold a lot of weight really hold a lot of meaning so as someone who appreciates words myself i, I really can tell that you also do the same so where did that you know that genuine that true appreciation really start really come from for you I love that question because immediately my mind just goes back to my earliest memory of writing and telling stories. That was second grade. I could have been writing, you know, I don't know how well um, before second grade because my parents would often read to me and my siblings when we were younger. They would get us books. They would just really stress the importance of being informed. And, you know, even if it's like a bedtime story, you know, creatively thinking about a child's brain and giving them the chance to dream and giving them the chance to explore their imagination is so powerful. But my first solid memory of this love of mine that is still present was second grade. I wrote a short story. It was a fiction and it was an animal sleepover and a bunch of animal safaris had this sleepover kind of similar to, you know, young girls, how they would just hang out and have fun and things like that. But I decided to use animals because I've always loved the movies where animals are given the ability to speak and talk. And it, it just fascinated me. And for a long time, my favorite animal was the cheetah. So I remember specifically <laughs> including a cheetah in that short story. I And even to this day, I'm like, I wish I had that story to just read because oftentimes I will take my work 
from years ago or even weeks and months ago. And I'll be like, what, what, like, how did I think this was good? You know, but it's, it's really for me a matter of really looking at my work and really saying, hey, you know, you can be proud of this, but also know that you still have more room to grow. You have somewhere to go. And so since second grade, I can say I've really been utilizing that writing tool of mine. And in middle school, I would go on to in elementary school, middle school, high school, I would go on to continue to write creatively. But it wasn't until I would say the very beginning of college when I really started to see the importance of my own like authentic story, like nonfiction, like for the longest, I actually never would have seen myself becoming a spoken word artist because I really didn't like my voice. I really didn't think that it needed to be heard. I always felt it needed to be read, if anything. But when you have people, whether that's family, friends, community members, people in school or other places that you are a part of, when these people pour into you and speak into you, it really reaffirmed that, hey, this is this is really bigger than me. This is bigger than just what I'm doing in my notebooks. I need it to leave the paper and I need it to meet the people in the world. So writing has always been a part of my life and it's a tool that I'm harnessing and really going full force all the way with even now at 23 years old. That's deep. That's really deep. Not only because not only did it happen so early, but it's even deeper just to realize that you recognized it that early on, like you said, being in second grade and then but not only recognize it, but then really getting into it, really not only adopting it, staying true to it. And really, like you said, now here at 23 years old, still making it happen, still doing it, still even have went from, like you said, never envisioning that you would be a spoken word artist. Here you are today. So that really just goes to show, you know, power of sometimes adopting something new, sometimes getting into something new, sometimes picking on to something and, and really just growing with it, really just growing to love it, growing to appreciate it. And then really, once you get to a certain point, once you really just love something or once you just hone in and, and harness something so well, it's just like, it's, it's not really about, yes, it's about other people and hopefully the message that they receive from it, but it's really just about you. You're literally at peace yeah. with something. You're happy with it. This is what you love to do. And as someone you know who also loves to write both creatively and just generally and, and growing up, I definitely would say that that was something that I explored a lot. I encourage a lot of people out there, you know, because I was someone who I'm not always I didn't always like to talk, you know, just about like yeah. my feelings or just different things like that. Or it just was what it was like when it came to that. But I've I've come to realize that. And I encourage people, like I said, just the same way to just explore writing and not necessarily just you know, a diary or things and nothing against anyone, you know, who who use a diary or journal or things like that. But not it's not always about writing about your feelings or like, you know, how your day went. Sometimes you could just write a story, write a rap, write a poem, write whatever anything, like you said. Sometimes you just get that pen, you get that pencil, get that paper, let your thoughts just flow, let your thoughts just go. So I love that. I love that, you know, it happened that early on and I, but I also love, you know, that you're staying true and you're really continuing to do it. So something that you also spoke about earlier in the interview was, and please correct me if I'm wrong when I say this, but you said you, when you basically, um, you speak, you refer to yourself as you said, Shaya. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So where did, where did that come from? Why did that, why that particular name? So Shaya is a fusing together, as I say, of who I am and, you know, the person I've always known, Shayna, my birth name, from my parents, and then Ya. So I have Ghanaian ancestry on my father's side, and I learned that towards middle, like, slash, and I'll say like the mid point of college. And I've always loved the African continent and, of course, you know, recognizing the different countries, but 
it's such a vast place where I wasn't really sure, okay, where to start, where I could go to visit or anything like that. But once I learned about the ancestry, I was like, okay, this is great. Ghana is on my list. Like, I want to do this. I want to go. And so I studied abroad. I actually studied abroad twice, once in June or July 2017 in London. And then I studied abroad in Ghana in 2018 from August until December for the entire fall semester of my senior year. And that's really where the ya part comes in because in Ghanaian cultures, there are day names. And depending on the day of the week that a person is born on, that determines their name. So you'll have a girl born on a Monday, a boy born on a Monday, it, and it, you know, it'll continue on for all seven days of the week. And there are different um, slight variations of how the names are spelled and pronounced depending on the group that the people belong to, the Ghanaian people. And Ya is a girl born on a Thursday. And it's actually a funny story because my day name would be Abena because I was technically born on a Tuesday, um, September 16th, 1997. But the first Thursday that I was in Ghana, that really was like the first day when I was able to explore Accra, Ghana. I was able to explore University of Ghana, which is where I was an exchange student for that semester. And I just thought, what better way to pay homage to my roots back in Africa and then who I've known myself to be and, you know, who my parents named me to be. And really, I'm a really big person about names. I take names really serious. I really try to get people's names correct. And um, that's something just from a very young age, my parents were very adamant about me correcting people on a name because, you know, as we were saying earlier, words are powerful and names are words too. And they hold so much power often, and especially in Black families, they hold so much legacy. And I think that's the one thing you need to get, and like you figuratively, you know, people, that people need to make an attempt to get right every time they refer to someone or address someone. You know, of course, giving people grace and forgiving them when they genuinely forget or mess up. But I just, I really wanted to bridge those two identities of myself together. And so I did that by forming Shayna, my first name, and Ya, a girl born on a Thursday. And I was actually able to perform a poem essentially at the International Students Welcome event at UG um, while I was there for that semester. And if I'm remembering correctly, I think I just announced myself or introduced myself as Shayna. But upon coming back to the United States and really sitting with myself and like, okay, Shayna, you, you know, love my name, but like, how can I really distinguish Shayna M. Andrews from who I am as a poet and spoken word artist and Shaya just it just happened. God just really gave me that revelation. And I've been holding on to that ever since. And even when I introduce myself to people, they always like, oh, that's cool. And then they want to know. And then it you know, goes so much further than just the work that I do. It goes into, oh, what's Ghana like? What is, you know, all these different, it just leads to so much more than just a name. And that's what I mean. You know, when I say people's names hold stories, and I just really want to tell a story with my name before you even hear a word out of my mouth. You just definitely made me want to take a trip to the to the motherland. It's, and it's actually ironic that the timeliness of how everything works out. I was actually just talking to a friend of mine about 
Martin to go there. My pastor is actually from Ghana. I was really talking oh, to my cool. uncle too. Yeah. And he has has probably been to Africa about four or five times. Now he actually said he's planning another trip to go there. So yes, that's so. what kind of made me yeah, that's what kind of made me think about yeah, wanting to go and wanting to get right. So yeah, but no, just hearing that and wow, you, you taught me something for sure. I had no idea that you know, depending on the day and different it's just amazing. Just like things right. like that, just different cultures and different, you know, traditions that are passed down, things that we don't even know about that. Just what what exploring really gets you. But it also even made me think about something that you said that even just kind of changed my whole perspective a little bit was about the names, just really being adamant about getting people's names right. Because something that makes me kind of think about and reminisce on is that people can never get my name right for, for whatever <laughs> reason. And more particularly, like, it's my own people. So it's just like, yeah, the, they never can ever, like ever, especially like substitute teachers or being somewhere for the first time or jobs or different things like that, never get it right. So, but it was just like, after a while, like, obviously at first, I'm definitely going to correct you even the first couple of times, but sometimes it was just like some people could just never get it right. But whereas, you know, I would tell that story to somebody else, even yourself, you would be like, well, you know, look, that's important. Like, that's your name. And the same way I say that words are powerful, words hold weight. Well, my name is just the same. My name is a word, essentially. So it's just like, yeah, I definitely now want to change that because it got to a point for some people, it was just all right, look, if that's what you're going to call me, look, as long as you're not calling me anything disrespectful out of my name, but yeah. But now it's just like, no, that's a totally, I have a totally different perspective shift. So no, I definitely thank you for that. So now getting into something I'm really excited to talk about, especially because it's something that I tapped into, something that I've listened to, was thoroughly impressed by, have ran it back. Just love it. Love the vibe from start to finish is your latest project. So can you just, for the people out there, can you just give us a little bit of, can you just walk us through that whole process, honestly, like what it was like really, you know, making that producing it, getting it out there, promoting it, actually dropping it, just everything from start to finish? Yeah, of course. Um, thank you so much again um, for just talking me up essentially and knowing that you've listened as you've you know, told me outside of the interview and everything. I'm just so grateful for that. When people sit with my work, it really is so precious to me because let's say someone's making a commute somewhere or they're just you know, relaxing or whatever, you could be watching or listening to anything in the world, but sitting with my work is so important to me and I'm grateful for it. And so I'll walk you all through that process because it was a long process. Um, it was, if I were to count it, it was a, an about, about a six month well, maybe seven month process, honestly. Um, so just to give you all a little bit of background about the actual project, on June 19th, Juneteenth of 2021, I released my second spoken word album titled Freeman. And to really just break down that title, because it's so multi-layered, um, I'll just say that Freeman, if people look at it, I think the first thought people will have is that it is a surname or a last name, as we say here in the States. And that's completely true. That is definitely one angle I was coming from. So through learning about more of Black history and always trying to really just be more informed about my own people, I actually learned probably in 2019, so not that long ago, that Freeman is actually a surname that Black people took upon becoming free after slavery and it joined two words free and man so if even like you know if i were you know going to the store today and i met someone and they told me their name you know let's just say joe freeman i think it is fair to assume especially if that person is black somewhere down the family line they had a family member who was once enslaved and then they were liberated and 
the surname or last name Freeman was what they chose. And I think that that is so, well, I don't think I know that that is so important because as we as Black people in America know, it is so hard to piece together history beyond a certain point. Now, that's not to say Black people in America, we certainly have our own culture. We have made our own here in the States. But to think that that was a piece that our people put together from two different words and made it a surname. And, you know, maybe the most notable person people can think of is Morgan Freeman. It makes me wonder, okay, maybe somewhere down his line, you know, that's how he got his last name. So that's paying homage to my ancestors, my lineage, and even Black people who I don't know. You, know, I mean, I might have, <clears throat> excuse me, I might have family members with that surname, but regardless, we are all one family. We are all one people. And it was so important for me to tie that in to not neglect the history that this country has, knowing that Black people are the reason this country has been been able to be built for, you know, for a large, um, how can I say, it's just Black people really have built up the United States of America and it doesn't do anyone any good to pretend like Black people haven't built into this nation the way that we have and the way that we continuously do that. And so that was half of the title. Then the other half is really looking at free man as two words and looking at the entire idea of freedom. Freedom that comes with being free in Jesus Christ is so important to me because as I've dedicated my life recently, I mean, I've always known about Christianity and I've always had this idea of God in my head, but really, really like being awakened in 2013, but then really taking my walk seriously in 2019, that really just set me up for so much peace and liberation. And I just believe that through this project, people can hear it, people can feel it. Um, just some of the things that people have shared with me, like people have like actually cried, people have just sat with it. And they're like, this is this is tough. I didn't want to hear this, but I, I needed to hear it. And so I thank you. And I'm just like, thank you, God, because the idea, it came from him. And I just had to be obedient and follow through with it. And so to kind of move on to the process, and I'll just say very quickly, another theme um, is forgiveness. And that's actually what I'm illustrating with the cover. Shouts to uh, CJ Monet. She did a great job on that cover art. And that is, is that's my hand. Like she got a picture of my hand and she drew it. And that's me kind of like just extending that olive branch. And that is a symbol of forgiveness. And for me, I'm saying, okay, I need to be a better person. And that means I need to learn how to not only forgive others, but forgive myself. Because I think it is, I don't want to say it's easy to forgive other people, but it is a lot easier, in my opinion, to forgive someone you can look across from and like shake their hand or hug them. But how often do we sit with our own past mistakes and not be able to forgive ourselves and say, I'm a horrible person and I don't deserve forgiveness and everything of that sort. And so it's really a project to give people freedom and to express forgiveness, self-love, confidence, so many different themes throughout the entire album. And I'm blessed to say that I won a grant, the NC Artist Support Grant, which funded the entire project. And it really was just 
further confirmation. I'm like, sometimes when I apply for certain things, I'm like, eh. I, I really think like, I don't know if this is good enough for a grant or I don't think this is big enough or this is important enough. And I'm constantly having to get over my own thoughts and get over what the enemy tries to tell me. Because if God has given me this word, if he has given me an opportunity, it's because it's needed to be heard. And so I was so blessed to be awarded that um, grant. And from there, I mean, I was responsible for recording the poems, but those beats that everyone hears and loves, I give all credit to the producers. I went to them with the vision of what I wanted. Okay, so this is the poem. This is what I need to hear, like instruments. I need some for certain ones, like let's say an 808 or I needed certain elements. And even if I didn't have the technical language that they knew to describe it, they were like, I know what you're talking about. Or I would like send them some examples or just really get them to kind of be in my head in a sense. And the first three tracks on the project are produced by Empress Tiger, wonderful producer, wonderful person in general. And she really... She really amazed me beyond, I mean, I already know she's a great producer, but to hear it, like, I just, I really am so impressed every time I hear the project from, even from the point that I'm at where I know what to expect and I know what went into this. I'm still like, oh my goodness, I'm I'm just so thankful for Tiger on that. And then the remaining tracks, excluding um, Shouldu, which is the very short snippet I have with my grandmother, who she's also a big reason why I'm a writer because she's literally kept writing in journals since before I was born. But um, other than that snippet, the rest of the project was produced by J Push Faders uh, slash Facade, depending on how people know him. And he was able to really hone in on what I wanted as far as the Afro beats and grime and drill side of sound. And Tiger was really able to help me. Um, she was able to bring to life what I wanted from a lot of acoustics. And I really was like, okay, I really want vocals. I really want a choiry type of sound. I want jazz. I want rhythm and blues. I wanted so much. And they all completely delivered on that side of things. And so it was really a matter of me recording the poems. And even before I was completely happy with my poems, giving them just those drafts to hear so that they could work with it because they really, they could work from, you know, a blank slate, but it's really best to let the producers in on the project as much as you can and as much as possible. So they were the ones with the bare vocals and the ones, um, on FaceTime with me, phone calls to make sure everything turned out exactly how I wanted and actually it didn't turn out how I wanted it turned out even better. And so it was a long process, um, a couple of bumps and um, issues, not with anyone on the project, let me be clear, um, throughout that and which would made the release a bit challenging. But again, the team that I had slash still have, the friends that I do have, the family, the support that I have, the God that I have to just continue pushing through adversity and always seeing that cushion that Christ provides. is It was really a humbling experience for me. You know, it went beyond me just saying, okay, here's a project. Like, no, I actually learned more about forgiving others and forgiving myself along the way. I learned more about so much within me and within other people that went into this project. And so it was more than just a an album 
to to really um, inspire people, it was the word that I will use is my second favorite word. I'm just, I think it's so funny to say that because I don't know if people count how many words are their favorite, but my second favorite word is cathartic. And that's what this project was for me. It was very healing and it really tended to so many internal wounds that I had. And I pray that it really addressed those wounds that other people have. Now that's a word. Not only cathartic, but just that whole answer. Just in wow, that's just to hear about that. I I love creative processes from from everyone. I know people have heard me mention it before, but I just love what goes into to different things from from different sides of things. Whether you know you're an artist, a business owner, an entrepreneur, everybody you know just has different procedures and things that they have to go to. So really, just to hear everything that went into that. But nonetheless, like you said, the biggest thing and most important thing that you said through that, not only you know a testament to your God, but also you know just adversities pushing through nonetheless just making things happen where where there's a will there's a way and and it it was definitely you know probably a little step up a little more challenging than what you had to do for your first project but nonetheless you know you progressed and you made it happen so i'm I'm proud to hear that i'm i'm excited i'm excited for what's to come because you know it's it's only just going to continue to go up from here as you just continue to to link as you continue to just do different things and and even get involved with more people but no a big a big 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 shout out to everyone involved you definitely named some talented individuals some of who i was able to and still do acquaint myself with and can definitely speak to their skill set and things that they have going on and people who I even look forward to bringing on the podcast someday. So really just to hear that from me to you, I'm definitely proud of you. I love the project from now being able just to listen to it and hear that. But then just now hearing the story behind it, it really just makes it that much more meaningful and really just goes to wow. Yeah, like you really put your your all into that. You really made it happen. So I love that for you. And I definitely do encourage everybody. Like she said, I will make sure to drop the links and everything, but definitely check out that project. It's definitely dope. It's definitely a great vibe. Like I said, from start to finish, it really just flows and I was really just enjoying it so it's, it's on my playlist right now oh, so now thanks. just in, so of course of course so you spoke about okay you said cathartic that's your second favorite word so I know I, the first thing I wanted to know I know I'm pretty sure that people want to know so what's your first favorite word <laughs> so my first is optimistic and it means hopeful and confident about the future like I'm sure most people know it but I want it to like just give the um like exact definition it's actually um I have one tattoo but um it's one is a kingfisher. It's it's one entire tattoo, and on the top is a kingfisher bird, but underneath it is optimistic in Urdu, which is a language, and that's just a word that's carried me through a lot of life, through a lot of my own like internal battles, I'll say, and it's it's just always something t- for me to like, I literally will look down at my forearm and I'll be like, okay, you know, things are things are, are going to be okay, even if they technically aren't. You know, sometimes when I'm having a really bad day, something that I implemented into my vocabulary, it was either last year or this year, I believe it was this year though, in the be- very beginning of this year is when people are, you know, you know, wondering how I'm doing and it's not really a good day, I'll say, I've seen better days, but I've seen today, so that's good too. And that's just something that I really try to hold near and dear to me, you know, not ignoring how I'm feeling or what I'm going through or even what other people are feeling or going through, but really acknowledging that if there is breath in my body, there is still something left for me to do here on earth and to never discredit myself, to never count myself out because me breathing and being alive is a true testament that Christ has counted me in. And just even through the project, a featured vocalist on it is Lindsay Van, and she's on the track that is the second to last one. And she just really 
a voice note that she sent me um, through this process. There are so many friends who I could name who really spoke life into me when I was just facing so much adversity with getting this project finished. But one thing that Lindsay said to me was just thinking about on the other side of this, when it's out, think about how you pushed through and how God kept you. Essentially, that's what she was getting at. And so optimism has really carried me a lot of ways. And it's a reminder that I actually have inked on me. And it, it's it's been my second grade is just, I think, a, a point in time for me where I remember a lot about myself. But it's, it's been my favorite word, I believe, since second grade. So that's the first word. I love it. I love it. I'm actually need to get into my notes or something to figure out. Like you said, I'm I'm not I'm one of those people who you said haven't really thought about their favorite words yet, yet alone how many I have. So yeah, so you just gave me a task to do. So okay, I'm gonna get right on that. So in speaking about you know words, one word that I think about is poetry. So if I really just had to you know, well obviously we're we're sitting down now in a sense. So we're having a sit down conversation. So what does poetry mean to you? Ooh, I love that question because it's I think that. It's a, a question that I've really never completely sat down with or wrestled with. So it, it challenges me in the best way possible, which is why I love this podcast, because you really, you bring the heat. <laughs> and when I think about poetry, I think about how I am doing all the things that, I'll just be honest, by the European standard is not poetry. It is not appreciated. It is not valued. Just a little bit more background about me. I've, I really only started writing poetry, like the poetry that you all are reading and the spoken word pieces that you're hearing now until 2018. And that's because I didn't think I could write poetry. Of course, you know, I'm not saying that people who don't write closer to the European standard of poetry, don't follow rules and there aren't parameters. Of course, there's different types of poetries. There's different types of standards within the writing world that poets who aren't white follow. And I, you know, I don't want to discredit anyone or make anyone seem like they're lazy or anything like that. But I am not a poet who often rhymes. That's something that I see a lot of in the poetry that was given in school. I use a lot of African-American English. I incorporate Ghanaian English. I incorporate even some Spanish. I, I incorporate what in a classroom setting for a lot of people, unfortunately, it would not be taught in most classrooms. You know, it's like, it makes me wonder, well, I, I know why, but like, you know, Shakespeare and all of these European people who I won't even begin to name because we've all studied them in school. Why are they the standard? Why are they the definition of writing and poetry? And so for the longest, I was like, mm, I guess if I can't rhyme or make my language sound flowery in a sense, it's it's not good. So I was like, okay, I just I just can't write poetry. And so to me, poetry is if I can't even put it into one sentence, but poetry is the spirit speaking outward. Poetry is the way that people like me finally find a way to say what we mean. And it's something that it has to be open and honest and vulnerable and exposed in the sense where when I write, I really write as if 
it's just me and God going to read and see it. And I think that that's so important because if we write from this perspective, oh my gosh, everyone's going to see this, everyone's going to read this, we will hold back. Even if we write something completely in isolation and it'll and we don't think it'll ever be seen by anybody else, if we write authentically and if we write vulnerably, those are the best pieces to me. And so poetry is a way to be honest and open with myself and then sometimes give it to other people. I think it's something that something that's common among writers that I know and even people that I don't know. It's just that some of us, we write things that are for other people. Some things are for ourselves and some things will never leave our notebooks or for some people who, you know, I still do utilize my phone, but I'm really a traditional writer in the sense I love me a notebook. I love me a pen, but Poetry is not something that can just be put into a single box or into a single form, because if we do that, we discredit the children who might not have this, what's the word I'm looking for, who might not have a certain level of education or who might not have privilege to these higher institutions. But if you put on some of the greatest rap music or you put on some of the greatest YouTube videos, these people are just, their grasp on language is so beautiful. Like, that's what I mean. Like, it's, of course, we, and, you know, within reason, we live in a literate society, but the amount of languages that are actually written down, it it's not a great number of languages that are written down, but there are so many languages that people speak and people utilize and focusing more on what people are saying is so key to me. And and even further, when you hear something and someone says it, what don't they say? But if you go back and listen to it, or if you really sit with it, what are they saying? So poetry is not a one-line answer or one-line response, but poetry is life once it leaves the page for spoken word artists. Well, you said I came with the heat. Well, if if that was the case, you definitely just added a lot more fuel to the fire. I, I, I love that answer. And I, I think that was like you said, it's, it's hard really to put that into a sentence. As I even finished asking the question, I'm just thinking to myself like, wow, well, what would I even how would I? Yeah, that's that's wild. So, you know, the fact that you were able to even say that. But no, like you said, something I, I really liked was like you said, these these artists, these poets, what creatives, however you, you know, you you want to label them or call whatever you want to call them they their grasp on language is just outstanding it's out of this world i was actually even talking to one of my boys and just saying like how you know sometimes the the image that these artists portray in the media and even on one of my previous episodes i spoke about that about the you know the, the just the message that or sometimes the connotation that being a rapper or being an artist couldn't can give off just in the media or just what you do what you may post in interviews and different things like that but if you really listen to a lot of these folks they're really educated they're really talented they really yeah. can just flow the, the things that they say the double entendres the t- triple entendres just how they tie everything together the rhymes and just the beat and it's a lot that goes into it and it, it, it's really more than what people think so people yeah. really don't realize that language like we said it, it all boils down to that that one statement that's how words are powerful 
Like that's really just everything. So I really enjoyed this. Like I really enjoyed this, you know, just getting to know you more, you know, as a person, just even growing up and just your inspirations behind things and what you had going on and even just how you are still holding and staying true to everything, you know, and, and just embodying that and not only just embodying that within yourself, but also then spreading that light, spreading that love to others and really just doing it so genuinely and thoroughly. So I really thank you a lot for, you know, joining us today and everything like that. So before we wrap things up officially, is there anything, you know, that you feel like we haven't talked about today on the podcast that um, you would like to get into, whether it just be, you know, about you, about Project Freeman, or maybe even what to expect, you know, for the future from you and what you have going on, or maybe even a message that um, you may have for other creatives, other poets out there, other people who may be tapping in? Yeah. So just probably two remaining things before I just give a word of encouragement. The one I remember right now. Well, okay. I remember both of them now. Expect a lot more writing from me in the second half of this year, as well as next year. This project was an audible project, but that is also um, one, you know, one side of me. My roots are really in writing. And I think it's even, I don't want to say it's more powerful, but it's another tool for people to sit with your words in print or, you know, whether it's digital, whatever. So expect more content from me. Um, you know, I might be throwing out some spoken word content for the year, but expect a lot more from the writer within me. And that's definitely a testament to the different seasons that God has me in in life. Some seasons I might be doing more speaking or I might be doing more writing. So definitely look forward to even more from me as a writer and something that I I don't know if a lot of people, well, people know I love food. People know I love to cook, but, um, in December of 2020, I released a cookbook, which is an ebook. Um, it's not like a physical book because I wanted it to be affordable and accessible. And the recipes in there are also from my many travels around the world, from the countries that I've gone to and the different states I've been in, you know, also family recipes and inspiration and, and things like that. And it's, I mean, this is the most random part because it has nothing to do with the interview, but it's something that I really want to stress to anyone who listens to this, I just started learning about gut health in January. But please, just if you can, just I'm okay, I'm not a health coach or anything like that. If you can just read up a little bit, listen to podcasts, watch videos, read articles about gut health, I think our lives will be better. And even I can speak to black people too, because I really want our people to be as happy and healthy as possible. And so just a quick, I guess, little explanation about gut health, the fact that our gut is connected to our brain. So people will often say, oh, I'm, you know, gaining a lot of weight or I'm not getting a lot of sleep. And, you know, of course, not to speak to um, mental health to any type of, you know, negative degree because as someone who has suffered in the past from depression and anxiety, I, I know what that is like even. Um, it's different for everyone, so I can't say I know exactly what it's like for every person. But eating foods that are promoting a healthy gut will genuinely make a difference for us physically, mentally, emotionally. And a lot of people actually have a leaky gut. And this comes from not eating foods that are diverse, not eating foods that are healthy for us. And of course, I'm not saying, you know, cut out processed foods completely. Like I love like certain foods that are not in, you know, within moderation are good to eat. But if we look at the number of people, the number of plants that people eat on average, it's not a lot. I believe I read an article that said maybe within a week, the average American 
eats between 10 to 12 plants. And when I say plants, I don't just mean like a vegetable. Like I mean, people are eating, they might be eating eggs or they might be eating tofu. They might be eating whatever. Like it's not diverse. The point is, is that not, not enough people especially Americans are eating diversely. It's, you know, it's very easy to just eat our favorite foods and and call it a day. But in order to strengthen our gut health and have a healthy gut, we really have to diversify our plates. So for someone who will like immediately when they think of dinner, they might think of a protein, whether that's seafood or some type of, you know, like let's just say steak or seafood or let's just say beans. And then the vegetable people will go to, you know, whatever that is for every person is different. And then a starch or something, let's diversify it by beefing up the number of plants you're adding to your plate. So change up that vegetable, add another vegetable, add another protein source. Like, and everybody is different. Like everybody, like separate words, every human body is different. But I really think if more people looked into the importance of gut health, that might answer a lot of questions for people with irritable bowel syndrome. Um, In 2013, in July, I went pescatarian. And so I just eat seafood. Like my body just does not agree with meat at all, really. And I've, since then, I've been taking care of myself with what I eat and exercising. And I have I've just seen such an improvement in the way that I think, how I feel about myself, how I physically feel. And so I just wanted to throw a little bit of information about gut health out there. And um, in my cookbook, where I have many different meals that span over different types of cuisines, that's really something that I wanted to just share with people. You know, you, you can eat healthily and it doesn't have to be too expensive. Like I think something, well, I know something that really upsets me about the vegan movement and the plant-based movement is that a lot of times it's geared towards these processed and expensive foods that people can't afford. But if we really said like, hey, you know, dry beans and all of these other sources of proteins that aren't that expensive are also ways that you can be plant-based or even be vegan, we would be able to include more marginalized communities in the conversation, you know, because let's be honest, most people can't afford to go to Trader Joe's and grocery shop or Whole Foods or all of these other places. So my cookbook was created for those who want to eat diversely and who want to even learn about different cultures through food, because I think that is one of the less intimidating ways to be introduced to another culture. And that's a respectful way to be introduced to another culture is through food. And so um, Shakaya from episode 55, she actually inspired me to want to offer a coupon code to those who have made it this far to this episode to the end. If you use down to business, D-O-W-N, the number two business as a coupon code, you can get 20% off of my cookbook. And that's a gift in a way from me to everybody else. Like I, I really, you know, my spoken word and my writing is really good for the spirit and good for the soul and the heart. But I want people's bodies also to be as healthy as they can possibly be. Of course, you know, listening to your doctor and other more, I guess I'll say expert opinions and voices, but I want it to just shine a little bit of light on health as well in this interview. She said, in a way, like she's still trying to keep it humble. That's definitely a gift. So, <laughs> hey, I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope. I'm going to throw a little teaser in the bio, but I hope, I hope you stuck around. 
That's a great code. I definitely do appreciate you for that. I not only appreciate you, you know, for tapping in and even um, sticking with Shakai's episode to even get that and see that and take advantage of that. But I also appreciate you, you know, paying it forward and also doing the same thing. So, no, that's really love. And I definitely do. You educated me. You dropped some gems to me. And I definitely am looking forward to even running this episode back because I, I, I'm going to take some notes and I'm going to really start taking that into account because, you know, we, we're only getting older. Obviously, we want to stay younger, look good. Black don't crack for sure, for sure. But, you know, we got to it, it's important to take care of everything. And it's it's just crazy to think about, you know, how much of the body runs off of each other. And I don't think I always even am cognizant of that sometimes. And I could definitely, for what I am cognizant of as I've gotten older, you know, you can always do better. There's always room for improvement. So I definitely do encourage everybody to tap in with her, answer all your questions. She's very, you know, if you can't tell from this episode, she wants to help. She wants to spread that love. She wants to get everybody right. And you should want to get yourself right. So definitely tap in. So before we officially close out, can you just tell everybody, you know, where they can find you on the different social medias and uh, reach out to you, you know, if they had any questions or if they want to, you know, download the new project and everything like that? Yes. So my Spoken word work is streaming on all streaming platforms, wherever you go for your music. You just type in Shaya, that's all one word, S-H-A-I-Y-A-A. And you'll also be able to, in addition to finding this recent album, you'll find my 2019 album, which I, I still keep up because I want people to hear the truthfulness in it, the evolution of who I am as an artist. And you'll definitely hear the growth from there. And I think that that's so important. It's also, um, a, you know, apart from places like Apple Music and Spotify, all of my streaming work is on SoundCloud, YouTube, Audio Mac for my international friends, Deezer, and a couple other places. But that's all if you um, go to my Instagram and that's just at Shayna, S-H-A-I-N-A-H-M, Andrews, which is just my first name, my middle initial, and my last name. In my Instagram bio, I have a link tree link, which will get you to the project, will get you to my cookbook. It'll get you to just a plethora of sources from me, by me, or other people. And that's just a great way to connect with me. You can email me. That is also in my Instagram bio. You can follow me on Twitter if you'd like. Same thing at Shayna M. Andrews. I feel like I'm always like forgetting something when leaving sources. But and then if you're on Facebook, Shayna M. Andrews. And so it's basically the same across all platforms. If you want to find me um, to everyone out there, really continue to count yourself in. Keep eating your fermented food like kimchi and drinking your kombucha for your, your gut, your health. Um, take care of yourself always and always and see me as someone you can, of course, draw inspiration from, but know that I'm still learning every step of the way. And I'm learning from so many of you. And I'm just so grateful for community. I'm so grateful for love. And love is something that you can never get enough of. And so remember, like I say on the project, you don't win when you withhold love and you never will. So any opportunity that you get, freely give it because I promise you, you will get even more in return. Hey, I actually just started drinking my kombucha too. Shout out to my new oh job. My so I'm 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 hip. I'm definitely hip. I'm 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 a fan for sure. So I'm gonna definitely tap in with you offline about that too, just to get some suggestions and recommendations and things. So for everybody out there, look, I definitely hope that you were able to take not only Man, I hope you took a whole necklace, but I hope you were able to get at least one gem from this and really just tap in with her. Like I said, she she's so resourceful. And if she can't, you know, do it herself or, or find a way, she'll definitely, you know, tap in with somebody who can. Like I said, she's yeah. thoroughly tapped in with the community all around. And, and 
we can all find somebody. So Shana, like I said, I definitely do appreciate you taking the time, you know, to hop on here to really just, you know, share the space with me, really just be Absolutely. intimate with my audience and really just tell them everything, really just give us a deeper look into, you know, who you are as a person and just how you're building and how you'll continually build. And I'm wishing you nothing but, you know, blessings, continued success. Likewise. We're definitely locked in. I'm definitely excited for everything that you have coming, everything that, you know, we both have come, everything that's to come for everyone out there. So to everyone listening, the support is always appreciated. Definitely keep tapping in with us. Definitely always check out the website for, you know, the latest updates. We're on YouTube, so definitely continue to tap in with the channel. New things are going to be dropping daily, and I'm just excited for what's to come. So appreciate all the love, everybody. Thank you for tapping in. This has been another episode of the Down to Business podcast here with Tamar Turner.